0: You are listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. I'm your host, Kate Pierce Nims, NYSAC's multimedia specialist. Today we're joined by Putnam County Executive and former NYSAC President, Mary Ellen O'Dell, to learn more about the Tilly Foster Farm, a county owned facility where visitors can enjoy animals, picnicking, gardening, hiking, fishing, and cross country skiing opportunities. The farm also provides produce to a local restaurant, the Office for Senior Resources for its Senior Citizens Lunch Program, and a stand that is open to the public. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, County Executive.
1: Yeah, thank you. I've I've really been dying to talk about Tilly Foster Farm statewide for a long time. And, um, you know, as we all know, unfortunately, the last two years, the, the lead topic, the only topic has been covid So it's great, Kate, that you decided to pick us up where we left off, really, in uh, conversations that I've had with my colleagues in NISAC about uh, the partnership that Tilly Foster enjoys with so many different entities. Uh, So thank you. Thanks for having us uh, today to talk about Tilly. So happy to have you. So let's
0: dive right into it. And to start us off, could you talk a little bit about the history of the Tilly Foster Farm? What's its historic significance and how did it come to
1: be managed by the county? Uh, Historically, there was a mine um, originally uh, in the area, in the region, which is what it was originally Tilly Foster Mine Company. And, um, That was a very long time ago. I don't know the exact dates of it, but uh, let's say over a hundred years ago. And then um, the property was acquired by the Benedict family, uh, I'd say in the 50s, and uh, they were a family of wealth. And uh, apparently there were many daughters and they all enjoyed uh, their common hobby was uh, thoroughbred horse breeding and racing. So they uh, acquired the property and they had multiple dwellings on the property, some for entertainment, some for housing, and then a little bit down the road is where the uh, thoroughbreds were kept. And then after time, uh, like everyone's family, people moved on in their lives and the uh, previous county executive, well, the previous county executive was Paul Eldridge for an interim period of time with the previous Bob Bondy acquired the property through what was known the watershed acquisition. Um, At the time it was to uh, keep open space was was really the primary function. So it's a watershed agricultural council regulated 190 plus acres. And uh, it kind of was dormant. I'll say fallow when our administration came on in uh, the bottom of 2011. We took some time to talk to the community and see the property, what the structure, the infrastructures look like, and study and evaluate it, do some engineering. And and we came up with a plan. And uh, that's what I'm hoping we're going to talk about today is the plan and where we're at with the plan.
0: Definitely. So the full name for the farm is the Tilly Foster Farm and Educational Institute, can you talk a bit about what kinds of education and innovation happen at the facility? So we've got the historic aspect and let's talk about what it's like today.
1: Well, um, you know, part of our vision was to bring in the community to finally open the gates and let the community enjoy this beautiful piece of property. It really has some incredible vistas and views. And um, so in order to attract individuals, we thought we'd start with what better place than with children in education. So we engaged a conversation with uh, the Westchester, nor the Northern Westchester Putnam BOCES consortium, which is made up of multiple school districts in the region. And we reached out to them and said, look, uh, you know, what are the programs that the kids are most interested in? Because uh, we think we have an opportunity up on our property. We were building the restaurant, Tilly's Table, which uh, is open to the public. And uh, we were building a commercial kitchen. We wanted to incorporate a teaching kitchen into it. Bosis love the idea, the group. They came up, worked with us. Uh, they designed their program. And this opened in 2017 and continues to be a success, where I'd say anywhere between 12 to 15 students participate in the Bosis Culinary Arts Program up at the restaurant uh, where they learn the skill and, and the trade of culinary arts and all aspects of it. it's it been very successful. And we've added some other programs, animal husbandry most recently because we do have a lot of very cool animals up there. And um, you know what we've learned in the last couple of years is that people really enjoy that open space, being outdoors and bringing their children to see animals. So we've brought a couple of partners on We have um, Truman and Diesel, which are these beautiful percherons. And we have a couple of alpacas that have been with us from the beginning. Um, As our our hosts, they greet everyone as they're coming up the driveway. And we've added additional, some goats and some uh, special pigs, the Kuni Kuni pigs and chickens. And it's really kind of rounding out as a a farm now with the um, produce in the vegetable garden. Up there, which which supplies Tilly's table as well as our senior office for senior resources, kitchens, the um, programs, the friendship centers, nutrition centers that our seniors enjoy every day. So it's really it's really hit its own and it's really thriving up there.
0: That's so great. And also, just reflecting on that, there's been. You- couple years of the pandemic now and that's a lot of time indoors and especially for young families that opportunity to get outside and to interact with the animals and for local senior citizens to have access to local fresh produce is just a win for everybody all around in Putnam County.
1: Yeah, it really, and what it's nice, what's nice about it is it's nice to see that, um, you know, that plan, right? So a a plan starts with an idea and then that's all it really is, is a plan and an idea until the execution. So, uh, you know, even with COVID, when we were able to finally reopen the gates for outdoor, you know, just the outdoor experience, people were just um, incredibly thrilled that the property was available to them and their children in that, in that particular time in our history. And, uh, and then of course, when the restaurant opened, uh, people were just so anxious to get back. We actually put these really cool um, igloos up for outdoor dining as things started to ease up. And, people re- and it was in the winter and people really enjoyed that experience of dining in these heated igloos. Um, you know, which was just a way to transition back into reality. And um, while COVID was happening, we took uh, some special attention to this barn. We have this beautiful, great barn up there, which was always in the plan, in the original plans to uh, repurpose that barn as an entertainment venue. And uh, we got that done. And we're continuing to see great public interest. It's booked actually every weekend of the year for either a a wedding or a bridal shower or a fundraiser or a seminar. So it's really really great space that's being really embraced by the community. It's the Tilly Foster property, I should mention, is one of, I call our gateway properties because it's right on the I-84 border right by the Connecticut border. And the Metro North Southeast train station is right there. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's located, its location is, is perfect for um, what we refer to as a gateway venue.
0: So that brings in folks, it's a tourist attraction as well as a resource to your local community as well.
1: Correct. That entertainment component, the concerts, the summer concert series and the different um, comedy shows that are hosted either in the restaurant or in the barn um, have really been, um, uh, they've been very successful. And again, you know, it's, it's just great to see people now back, you know, this is probably the first summer where we're actually in full swing, you know, where people are actually out and free of masks. And, you know, you almost get that sense of, of all of that. Stuff being behind us now. I'm just looking forward, and you you see it up there with the, with the success and the uh, attendance of the different activities up there across the board,
0: and also it's a great opportunity to collaborate with the organizations within the county as well. So you had mentioned the local BOCES program for culinary arts. Um, can you talk about some of these opportunities for collaboration that have come from the farm and the institute, like with local school districts, like with BOCES and with the Office for Senior Resources?
1: Yeah, in addition to those, that's a great, great question, great point. So in addition to the seniors and the educational piece, we've been able to bring a, a woman-owned Business called Jarworthy, where she uh, she has this terrific product. There's soy based candles and scents and soaps. Uh, she's a local girl, she grew up here, and uh, she had a business on Main Street. And unfortunately, her lease expired. So uh, we thought she'd be a great fit to showcase her goods, but also she's helping us promote our goods that we've been able to uh, harvest up on the farm, which includes our honey. Harvest, we have um, a partnership with Cornell, Cornell Cooperative, which has a great footprint here in Putnam County, great executive director and board and great team. They put some beehives up on the farm uh, two years ago, which has really enhanced the uh, vegetable produce, uh, the corn, the pollination program up there has, um, we've seen a tremendous increase in our yield of vegetables, particularly in the corn last year. Uh, And so we've also harvested this Tilly honey. And uh, so Jarworthy, which is open during the week, pretty much open anytime the restaurant is open. She has uh, her products and she's also selling our products that we are um, very proud of up on the farm as well. So Cornell has been a great addition. They have a building fund going on right now. We've invited them up to one of the larger Dwellings up there where they're going to headquarter now out of the Tilly Foster Farm and Educational Institute campus. They'll have their own dwelling, their own building, their own space. And uh, we're really excited to have that team up there. And mm-hmm. I should mention, we did move our um, tourism director Tracy Walsh and her staff are now headquartered up on the farm as well. So. Uh, they're there to meet and greet all of the visitors that we've had and, and hear about what people in the community want to see and, and build on that. And this is really a great opportunity
0: for economic development in your community as well, and to be in touch with the kind of products that you can produce in Putnam County um that's great that your tourism director is there as well so you're really able to tie in to the stakeholders in the community while promoting it as a destination and as a resource for your community and it just it be, be so fun right um to have this tilly honey and to know that as a resident that you like this was made in your community by the folks at the tilly foster farm that's just so great.
1: It is great. And it also speaks to the science side of it, because um, anyone who is a, a follower of bees, which I, I am, because if you love honey, then you, you know the story. Bees are suffering. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at a worldwide crisis with bees. So to be able to bring uh, these hives up to the property is also contributing to trying to promote the health and safety of bees because they are so critical, and uh, it was really very cool last year to see the increase in the yield of the harvest because of the addition of the bees. And you know that's what Cornell's all about, and they're invaluable. And our tourism director, she's so super; um, she works great with everybody, and um, she's really created this incredible collaboration uh, of all the individuals up on the farm. So great. Oh my gosh.
0: I was just saying also, uh, thinking also that um, having the bees there is just a great win in promoting the health of bees, right? Because that's something that we are concerned about. And also just knowing that we're promoting green spaces and being climate focused and environmentally friendly are all great initiatives to have. So we're actually going to take a quick break here to hear a message from a sponsor of NYSACS, but we will be right back to the conversation. FirstNet is the only nationwide wireless broadband communications platform dedicated to America's first responders and public safety community. Their highly secure communications platform brings reliability to public safety agencies and first responders helping them make faster and better decisions to keep themselves and the public safe. In partnership with AT&T, FirstNet is solving the communications challenges like interoperability and network congestion that first responders face every day. To learn more, visit firstnet.com. So obviously, running farm is a challenge in itself, but were there any unexpected challenges that you've had to overcome to make this institute a success?
1: Uh, You know, uh, the obvious challenge that we've all experienced would be COVID-19 and the closure of the property. That was heartbreaking. I, You know, in the days following it, we had a a snow dusting and and, uh, we had to close the gates and I went up and saw our horses, our Percherons just standing there. And it was really a heartbreak to see in our in our alpacas. You know, you just didn't know what to say. You know, are we gonna ever reopen? Uh, it was a very, that was a very dark day, but you know, we, we kept plowing along, no pun intended, and uh, got the gates back open as soon as we could. And uh, our, you know, I, I just, I have to thank the workforce, the county workforce for really Doing everything over and above the challenges that we all were facing at home and at work, and you know everything that they did to keep the animals up there attended to and safe, and uh, to keep the property itself as alive as we could, you know, during that very uncertain time. And uh, you know, I I have to give a shout out to the workers up there who built the facility themselves who built Tilly's table and the other outbuildings and the barn. I have uh, you know this county workforce of carpenters and plumbers and painters and electricians and HVAC guys and farmers and and groundskeepers and they're all incredibly dedicated Uh, and the talent that we've seen that because of this project we've been able to see some really special individual talents from our guys and the carpenters did an outstanding job and the painters and what we loved about the project, which I challenged them in the challenge to keep this property going and to make it its best was I challenged them to bring out every idea that they had, that there wouldn't be a bad idea. Every creative idea, thought, whatever they saw somewhere, take a picture, send it forward, you know, Pinterest or real time, real life pictures. And uh, without them, this property would not be the spectacular jewel uh, in Putnam County that it is.
0: It takes a village, right,
1: to pull anything off. It's not it's that no we've problem. heard that before, right? <laughs> heard, we've heard that before. And, uh, you know, and, and and like I said, these are people that had their own challenges and struggles uh, during COVID. And, and maybe they use this as an opportunity, as a release, but. Again, they are there's some extremely talented individuals uh, in, in our county workforce and very professional and very dedicated.
0: Right. uh, They made my
1: challenges that much easier. How about that? (laughs) There you
0: go. Um, And it's one thing to appreciate uh, the Institute for what it is and for what it's working now, but it's another thing to acknowledge how you got there. So it's so great to hear about all of the collaboration and innovation that went into even just constructing the facility.
1: And of course, you know, it takes uh, money to get all of that done. So, again, you know, part of the formula, the model of getting a project like this underway, you have to create that buy in and to to, in order to get the support that you need from the public and from our legislature, because the way county government is run in my county is I run the administration and the day to day operations. But when I need money, I've got to go down the hall to the legislature. So creating the buy in and getting the folks on the legislature over the years, some are still there, some have gone to up to the property to share the vision and share the dream. Uh, They've been They've been with us the whole step of the way, and uh, you know, it took some convincing. and uh, but once they saw what we were able to accomplish with their cooperation and collaboration, we just it just the momentum was there to uh, get us where we are today. So I thank all of the members of the legislature, past and uh, present for their support and because this project, without them would not have happened, would not have been possible.
0: Right, it's taken a lot of time and collaboration and effort to pull this together, and I was wondering, you've touched on this a little bit just now, but what are some of the lessons that you've learned through your efforts as a county leader in supporting the Tilly Foster Farm? Um, Anything from working with the legislature to getting funding, Uh, this is a project that has been going on throughout your tenure as county executive.
1: Well, I, I think uh, I might have touched on it, it, it when I say creating the buy-in, right? And that that's kind of been a common common thread throughout my administration. You, again, back to having all of these ideas and the execution of them, you have to get support and you have to create that buy-in and you have to get people excited about what, your vision what your vision envisioning for the county in particular uh, regardless of whatever it is but particularly for tilly foster it was property that was acquired without much of a plan and then it, it had different iterations none of which were successful we could see the rapid steady decline of this beautiful property and you know you just start brainstorming and throwing out ideas and seeing who's interested and you know, I give a, a great amount of credit, uh, again, and a shout out to the BOCES, to the Bosis team, because they were, their, um, their contribution and their positive attitude and their, you know, their excitement about having their children in their programs experience what opportunities Tilly Foster would be able to present to them in the culinary arts, in the animal husbandry, in the construction and trades, where they could do that in a safe environment, in a loving environment uh, with the animals and and share that experience. We've had many, many positive responses from the parents of these uh, kids up there who say that their kids are, are actually excited to go to school sometimes, some of them for the first time ever, right? So you grab these kids for a couple of years and you get them excited about something and then you know, you just wish them the best and, and hope that they take that experience with them and that joy uh, for the rest of their lives.
0: And how great would it be, right, for these students have that have gone through these programs um, that BOCES worked with the county to set up and then have this program grow and flourish and then, you know, generation length away say, oh, I remember going there and I had such a great time and just that hope for this sustainable option for the community it's a really i was just reflecting um while you were uh, speaking on how it's a, a whole life opportunity here right from youth being able to interact with the with nature and the animals and you know young adults being able to help with the animals and an economic development opportunity with the restaurant and supplying produce to the community. That's a whole life operation too, right? Supporting everybody because everybody deserves access to fresh local food. So it's just a great, great initiative. And as we're coming to the end of our conversation, I was wondering if there's anything else that you would like to discuss, any advice for other county leaders who are intrigued, potentially interested in implementing a similar institute in their community, because it sounds like you you really identified a need in your community and this property that had so much potential. What other reflections would you have as we are coming to the end of our episode today?
1: Well, before I, I forget, I do want to say thank you again for giving uh, us this opportunity to showcase Tilly Foster Farm. Um, and, uh, and I do want to say a big thank you to our farmer up on Tilly Foster Farm, Lisa, who um, has she worked so hard in, in getting the seedlings in the, in the ground and then harvesting them. And I had a conversation with her last week, as you just mentioned, Kate, you know, getting the community there, the fresh produce with food prices the way they are these days, with inflation and some things not making it to the shelves. I had mentioned to Lisa, you know, this opportunity now of this, this farm produce flourishing, we're going to see an increase, I do believe, of our community members going up to the farm stand and taking advantage of the fresh produce up there. And uh, yesterday she confirmed that that we are in fact seeing Uh, more folks going up there. So the farm stand is open. It's an honor system. And as the vegetables are being harvested, they're being put in the farm stand. So I just want to put put that out there for anybody who's who's around in the neighborhood to take a ride up and and look at what our daily harvest um, is. And, you know, as far as sustainability goes, everything has a shelf life. And my administration closes this at the end of this year so uh, it is, you know, very special. Um, it's a very special place for me in, in my memories as a child, that property. And I was, uh, I'm very honored and, and appreciative that I had an opportunity to bring it back to its splendor and bring it back to the community in so many different ways. And, and I do hope that it does survive and thrive. Uh, for generations to come and uh, that people that what we did up there is the beginning of building wonderful memories for a community and its uh, families. Great. I couldn't
0: have asked for anything better for a reflection there. Um, And so I definitely direct um, any of our county listeners today to check out more about the Tilly Foster Farm. It has its own website, its own Facebook page, feel free to check it out. And if you're local to the area, of course, definitely check out the farm stand. And our thanks at NISAC, so, so much appreciation to you, Mary Ellen, for taking the time to have this conversation and
1: for your service as county executive. Well, I would never have had the successes I had if it wasn't for NISAC, Steve Aquario, Mark Levine, your whole team up there has been absolutely incredible to work with um, over my tenure, my 10 plus years is county executive and they they certainly help us look good i'll say that so thank you kate it's been a pleasure to to share this podcast time with you today and please send my best to everybody back at the nysac clubhouse thank you so much
0: listening to this episode of County Conversations, brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. We hope that you will continue to enjoy these county government-focused conversations, so make sure to subscribe to stay up to date.